Hi everyone and welcome to episode 184 of the Mighty Lights podcast. I'm Jack, as always, John Becker, see? Hello. How's things, mate? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Good, good. I'm over the disappointment of last night. Yeah, it was a it was I a think, real, real issue. <laughs> I think I was over the disappointment of last night last night, so. Yeah, it's such a weird, it's such a different atmosphere with a game like that. You know, normally you'd lose a you lose a game one nil and you're fuming and there's loads of things that you're annoyed at. No one was bothered. No. At all. <laughs> no, uh, it was um it it was nice to see a few of the kids get a run out, but yeah. Yeah. Uh suppose the biggest bad thing to come out of it is Gellart going off injured. And I could just see, you know, camera cutting to Jesse Marsh. The style of the show is sick. Whatever will we do? There's only one person who can get us out of this pickle. Joe Snowden? Yes, boss. Help me into your kit. Because <laughs> <laughs> as you know, Casey, Leeds would have killed for Tapper, Tapper, Tapper. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, Wolves won Leeds now in the League Cup. First things first, what did you make of the lineup that we put out? Um, Yeah, very interesting, obviously, that the main two talking points, I suppose, would have been uh, Joseph and, and Perkins both starting um, with Gelhart and Harrison as well as kind of your front four. Um, yeah, oh, wow, we, well, just because you've started with them, uh, can anyone explain to me why when we had that front four, we had Fernandez on the left, Harrison on the right, Perkins at 10, Gelhart up front, and I honestly think not one of them is in the right position. <laughs> like, I think you, if you'd have put Harrison on the left, Perkins on the right, Gellart behind Fernandez. Slash yeah. Joseph. I'd, I'd, you know, I'd that, go with it. It makes way more sense. I mean, but to be fair to Matteo Joseph, I thought he I thought he was the I thought he had a really good game. And I thought we didn't quite get Perkins on the ball enough, but whenever we did, he looked really good. Yeah, so unfortunately, I say unfortunately, it was a League Cup. So not unfortunately. Last night I was playing football from eight. Yeah, till you nine. missed just over half, didn't you? So I, I missed the majority of, of the game. Um and I think as I was driving to catch the last 20 minutes was when uh Perkins came off. And I think Adam Pope described him as not looking out of place during I the think game. that that I honestly think that sort of does him a little bit of a disservice. I thought he was better than just not looking out of place. I thought he, he showed some moments of real quality in that game. Um, yeah, he he was pretty good. The uh, the performance overall, obviously you didn't get to see a decent chunk of it, so I'll talk mostly about it. We were at least as good as them, and I would argue that we were probably the better of the two sides. Like, not by loads. Uh, for th we absolutely battered them for like five, ten minutes at the start. And then it just became an even game. And then they score a good goal later on after Greenwood gives it away in midfield. But the performance was pretty good. Uh, I think the main takeaways that I had from it, you know, weren't like J JB overplayed a little bit too much sometimes, but which he does in the 21s, but he's still got a lot of quality on the ball and he's young. He'll get that out of his system. As I said before, I liked Perkins. For a goalkeeper we've got on a three to be second slash third choice, Joel Robles is a good goalkeeper. 
his positioning for coming off his line was really good and he made one outstanding save. Uh, there's some people saying his positioning on the winner wasn't great because it didn't go right in the corner. But I still think that was a good finish more than out. But my main sort of overly reactionary, way too much talk bollocks on Twitter take is that Leo Yelder should be a lot closer to starting than he is. Oh, I thought you were going to say he should be a model. Yeah, well, that too. Handsome boy. <laughs> but, uh, like, this is way too reactionary and stuff, but I genuinely think we've been playing... When when Cooper was injured, we played Urente as left centre-back. And Yelda was injured at this point, admittedly. He was having the appendectomy. But I don't think we've ever any reason to see Urente at left centre-back ever again. Because... One Strauch should be there if we sign a left back, but even if he doesn't, just play Yelder. And I don't particularly mind which way around you play Yelder and Strauch, one at left back, one at left centre back. But Urente is now there purely to be the backup to Robin Cock at right centre back, and that's it. Yeah, I, I suppose now, because I was just talking about this a little bit earlier, in that. Defensively, like obviously, we have conceded a lot of goals this season. We conceded a lot of the same goals. Mm-hmm. But I think I said to you, like, I don't think any of our defenders are playing bad. Like, it, it, it's the system that, yeah, I mean, that lets them down. Whenever he plays, Furpo, but I get what you mean. Well, I'm, I'm talking, I'm talking about the players who've played most of this season. Yeah, and not Diego Llorente. but so, sort of the current back four. Yeah, it's, even Urente, to be honest, he hasn't been as good as them around him, but he hasn't been abysmal or anything. He's been all right. Apart from Brentford. Yeah, um, but Robin Cobb was Robin awful Cop there as well. well. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, so I don't think there's any of them playing bad. I do wonder if, and this is very much an if we sign a left back, hmm. what happens with, with Strout? Because he's had a good season. And and he probably needs the game time, but I don't really see us dropping Liam Cooper. Like I, I, th- mm. I think it's kind of proven over the last year or so. I think the leadership quality he brings to the team probably now slightly outweighs the fact that I think Strauch is a better footballer than him. Mm. Like I don't think there's. A massive amount in it, but so whether whether it's just trying to wrap my head around whether Liam Cooper at some point drops out for Strout to come in, or does Strout drop out despite how he's played? Yeah, it's interesting. So I guess it depends on who the left back is. You know, if we sign a left back who is absolute no doubt first choice, brilliant then there's an argument to have. I think that Strauch and that left-back would rotate a bit. And mm-hmm. I also think Strauch and Cooper would rotate a bit. And Strauch could probably play both at times. But I've sort of think... At the same time. Yeah. And there'd be a lot of one playing an hour and the other playing half an hour, I think. Mm. It's a uh, it's an interesting one. Like Cooper, it is just the leadership quality stuff because I haven't. If you take that out and it's just about being on the pitch, if we sign a left back, you immediately drop Liam Cooper and you play Stroud. And that's not a slight on Liam Cooper. 
I think mm. he's, I just think Strauch is a bet a better player who could still improve a lot. Uh, but I'm I'd be interested to see where it goes. It is kind of weird that Yelder looks that good, and he's sort of the next in line to Strauch, who's the next in line to Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm a, yeah, Yelda, interested. who is is sort of the third now third choice at both centre back and left back. Yeah, well, I would I would argue his second choice at left back. I'm I'm talking about in the manager's opinion, not yeah. in our <laughs> opinions. Um, but yeah, I, again, that's all very much comes down to if we sign a left back. Yeah, and we probably won't sign a left back because we've got the perfect excuse not to spend any money in January. Because we've got to spend eighteen million on John Kevin Augustan. So, do we have to pay? Like, is do we have to pay it monthly now, or is it like no, six I think monthly it's, payments? Or... I think it's free installments of like six million. No, but I mean, like, because obviously, I assume as was agreed, like we'll never. I don't know if it, if it ever came out whether we have to pay that over three years or eighteen months. All I know is it's definitely instalments because he yeah. said the first instalment is now due, but oh well, we'll see. Um, yeah, Yelda was good. Jamie was good. Uh, Mateus Click played all night. I suppose one of the big bits of news is he has missed out on the World Cup spot. I, I, obviously, I feel bad for him, but he, he really hasn't played a lot this season. No, it's, it's understandable because he was that... only going to be a squad player probably. That Barnsley performance was not going to get him in the World Cup squad, unfortunately. No. It's it's a shame for him, because if he plays every week, he gets in. Because he is good enough, but if you're mm. not playing... Unless you're one of those players that... Like, if he had, you know, 60 caps behind him and was one of the main men, they'd probably still pick him. But he's just... He's been fringes, hasn't he, for a lot of it, and then got back in and... Yeah, it's a real shame for him because he's 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 a good player and everyone likes him. Um, I mean, on the yeah. same vein, Robin Cock missing out for Germany seems a bit harsh. In in my head, I thought it seemed harsh because he has been pretty good for us this season overall. But by the look of the players there, it came down to him or Bella Kotchap at Southampton, mm. and I think that Kotchap's probably had a better season. And if neither of them are going to play, which you would think neither of them are actually going to get in the side, are you better taking the younger one who looks to have shitloads of potential just to get them the experience? Yeah. I'd, it's probably fair enough. You, you just lose the option of playing him in midfield. But if they, if Germany ended up needing to play Robin Cock in midfield at a World Cup, someone's fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's a shame too. It would have been nice for him. But in a way, it's good for Leeds, I suppose. Once he gets over the initial disappointment, then well, he gets on a nice trip to uh, San Francisco. Oh, no, no, that's uh, Spain. I've been next. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but we may as well. Uh, the other bit of news um, the England squad. Was there anything in particular that's stood out to you, annoyed you? Um, we, we had the conversation after after the game last weekend about England's options at centre mid mm. and admittedly clearly forgot about a couple of players because I don't think we ever mentioned Conor Gallagher and I may have forgotten about James Ward-Prowse. Uh, there uh, was a reason that I didn't mention Conor Gallagher. Yeah. 
Um, but that seems an interesting inclusion. If, yeah, if, if the tournament would have come at, at the like summer just gone, yeah, fair enough. But for for what he's been doing at Chelsea at the moment, it, it's um, you know, to be honest, I feel like if you're going to pick one from Chelsea, it, you'd be closer with Ruben Loftus Cheek than you would with Conor Gallagher in terms of form this season. Yeah, I well, I said that didn't I? When we were on about it in the pub that I think. Loftus cheek. If I was going to include one that was unexpected, that he'd probably be one because I just think he's a really good footballer. Um, yeah, Gallagher's the only one in the squad who I think is like a who I would say is a massive shock. Other than you could argue Callum Wilson, because you probably wouldn't have seen it come in six weeks ago. Yeah, but that's because he's never fit. But he's actually managed to stay fit, so I'm really pleased for him. But I think it's very harsh on both Tammy Abraham and even Tony. I, th- I think probably more so Tammy Abraham because one, he has been in and around the squad before, has, has come off the back of a very good season, won the league. Um, same with Tamori to, to an extent as well. Mm. Um, as opposed to, you know, Ivan Tony has had a good season, but would be, I suppose, with, with both him and Wilson. They're both kind of almost not quite to the same extent, but the Steve Bull level of these guys haven't really played international football, but but they are good. But they are, <laughs> but they're scoring goals right now. So um, yeah, I mean, I think off the top of my head, I think Tony's got ten league goals, and he's also and I know of it. It's not enough to get you picked by itself, but in a twenty-six man squad, it does make a difference. He is a shit hot penalty taker. And there's a pretty good chance at some point you're going to be in a shootout. Yeah, it is England, and it is what we do. But um, I mean, I mean, at some point, he's if you're taking a penalty for England, you, you're going to let the country down at some point. So why not yeah, do it in Qatar? <laughs> um, yeah, I, I suppose with that, like I said, it. Rashford's in there. He has improved this season. He's definitely played a lot better this season. Well, um, yeah, he's it, he's not he's not at his absolute best, but he's definitely better. Um, and again, can play up front, can play wide. So I see why he's in there. Um, I'm just yeah, just looking through. Connor Cody's uh, a little bit. Mm. I think that both Cody and Eric Dyer. If you're Fikayo Tamori, you look at them two names and you're fuming. Yeah. But it's because it's because Southgate loves a back three and they both are way more comfortable in a three than a two. I mean, if, and, if, so based on that then, if you, if you were playing a back three, what are you thinking? Ben White, John Stones... It will be, I think, Walker right centre back, Stones in the middle, Maguire left. Mm. I think that's what it will be, but I think Ben White absolutely should start. Yeah, and I, I suppose that the the leads like the two leads links in there are one yeah, Ben and... White been in there, and then Calvin Phillips' miraculous recovery to to make a heroic uh, start last night in the in yeah. the league Pet- cup. Pep being nice and making sure that he plays just before, just to prove. No, he is fit, trust me. Um, 
I mean, because really, again, the, the genesis of our conversation about centre mids were like, well, it'll be Bellingham and Rice who start. But who else? Like, Henderson will go, he's not playing as well this season, but he adds a lot in terms of leadership qualities. Mm. Uh, I will say, this is something that obviously we don't really see and pay attention to. But by all accounts, that's also a big plus of having Connor Cody there. Mm. By everything you read, apparently he's like a really good leader and a really good person to have in the squad in that sort of situation. But it's not something that we'd ever particularly notice. It's just something that I've seen others say. I suppose the difference is, though, that Jordan Henderson has... This is going to be. This is coming across a lot harsher than I want it to because I quite like Conor Cody as a person, but comparatively, Jordan Henderson has done a lot more in football than Conor Cody. Yeah, but like, Conor Cody's never cancelled an interview with me at the last minute. Jordan <laughs> Henderson has. <laughs> it's actually fine. I just always I've had that as a running joke now for about ten years. Longer, actually. Yeah. I went to uni a lot longer ago than that, didn't I? Yeah. Don't, uh, don't think about that. Um, yeah. Um, the there's only one left back in the squad, Luke Shaw. No, there's not Kieran Trippy, is there? Trippy, but I suppose Trippier and Saka are like the other. It's just Kieran Trippier, mate. It's yeah. just Kieran Trippier. Would you, when you look at that, would you be starting Trippier at right back, well, slash right wing back? Based on form, yeah. Like especially if it's a if it's a back five. Yeah, I, like, like it, I, I think either way he starts. Yeah. Like, there I'm is scared. that weird, there is that sort of weird world where he picks Rice and Phillips and Bellingham ahead and picks a back four, but I don't see him doing it. Mm. But yeah, like I, I, on, on current form, you, you know, you somehow we've still got a team where it's it's four options at right back and John Stones, throw him in there as well. So we've got five options at, at right back, but on current form, you'd probably say. Trippy is your first choice. Ben White should be should be your second, and then I don't know what's a better option. Is it Alexander Arnold who who's not playing particularly great, or is it Kyle Walker who is fresh off an injury? Depends if it's a four. It depends because like I hate saying Trent if it's a five because he doesn't play in a five for Liverpool, mm. but he also plays so attacking that he sort of does play the same role as he would in a five. Like, hmm. I think Trippier starts either way, but if you were back, if it if they fell into a four, I'd probably have White in a four and Trent in a five. Yeah, but we'll see. And um, the the only other interesting thing is that he has finally seen sense and picked James Madison, which he had to do because he's just been brilliant. Again, in terms of a team that's that's got off to a bad season, uh, bad start to the season, and has turned it around in the last month. But again, you were just hearing good things about James Madison still mm. week after week. And yeah, I, I don't think he, I don't think he starts very often. I, looking at that, I, I I think his front three is probably Saka, Sterling and Kane for me. You could yeah, because to... like Sterling, Sterling is not playing well enough that he gets in on merit, but He's got previous, but uh, yeah, and again, and Southgate, looking, Southgate trusts him. Like looking through the team, he is he's the second highest goal scorer in that squad. Yeah, like, you know, I, the, 
your next one is, as we've said before, is Harry Maguire with seven. Yeah. Um, I would start Foden over Sterling in that first game, but I don't think he will. I think he'll start Sterling. Well, the last, at the Euros, Foden played on the right, didn't he, for him, I think, when he first when he first uh, came in, if I remember rightly. Um, Sterling was, pro- was good in the Euros, though. So that oh, yeah. Be... Um, but I, I suppose you've, you've got, depending on how you want to say it, because between Mason Mount, I know he's down with mostly the central midfielders, but Mason Mount can play left or right as well. Madison mm. can. Like it's, we've got options there at least. Yeah. The, the only the but, only thing was I, I, I was going to find it so frustrating when we when we kick this tournament off against Iran, and you look at especially those attacking players and whoever your front sort of five or six is going to be, and you just kind of think it's like. I know they've done well to qualify, but it's Iran. Just just let them go. Just sort of unleash them. Like we yeah. should have done against Scotland in the Euros, where you just say, go, like, yeah. well, well done. They have qualified. It's a solid team. But just get at them. Like, that's what we should do. And I just fear that that will not happen and we will come away with a one-all draw to open the tournament. I suppose that's the argument for starting Trent Alexander-Arnold at right wing-back in that game. Mm. Playing Walker or White at right centre-back. Uh, but saying to Trent Alexander-Arnold, yeah, but everyone's going to shimmy across. You're basically playing right wing. Yeah. And White is sort of right back in a four, following up behind him. And Especially... that way you can you can still have two sitting midfielders and be aggressive then. Because yeah, you've got that extra body. Especially if you start with Saka on the right. And then you can just have Alexander Arnold just overlapping all the time. Mm. Um, but th- there's there's no reason why we shouldn't get three or four against Iran. Like it, it's just what that team should do. Mm. It's just whether they're going to be allowed to do it or not. But we'll 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 see, and obviously we'll come back to that because we will. I don't know what the timings will be, but we will do pods through the World Cup. But speaking of playing a back three and quite often some deep sitting midfielders and getting all your whip from your wing backs pushing forward, we're playing Antonio Conte's Spurs. Yay. Lately, they are awful in every first half and really good in the second. Um, They're usually 3-5-2. But because Son's injured, you're less sure. Like, they did play all three when they had Son and Kulisevsky fit, didn't they, early in the season? Yeah. They played a 3-4-3 instead, and Kulisevsky came off the bench last time out against Liverpool. So if he's fit, they might play Kane up top and then, like, Lucas and Kulisevsky either side, or Richarlison and Kulisevsky. Uh, so they could be 3-4-3 instead. It's a good squad, although... The more I look at it, I still don't think centre-back-wise they've got enough. Uh, Luis, good goalkeeper. Makes a massive cock-up once every so often, but he's a good goalie. Centre-backs, because Christian Romero's injured. Centre-backs are, what, Davinson Sanchez, Clement Longley, Eric Dyer, Ben Davies. Three of those. Yeah, against yeah against Liverpool, it was Dyer, uh, Longley and Davis with Sessegnon and Emerson as the, as the wing-backs. Yeah, it's not a like Longley's gone to Barca having done well, but not set like set everything alight there and then 
gets shipped out. Dyer's much improved. He's back towards what he was, but still not there. And Ben Davies is solid. Sanchez is an all-right backup. But it's not... They're hardly top-tier centre-backs, have they? You can definitely do something against them. Mm. Uh, Sessegnon apparently has a bit of a knock, so he ain't certain whether he'll play or not. So you'd think... Because we've got some... Fall, even though he played up front against Liverpool, you'd think Perisic, left-wing back. Yeah. And then... Em- Emerson Royale, maybe on the right, maybe Matt Doherty. Doherty could also play left back. Uh, they've also still got they've got that Jed Spence as well, who was brilliant last season in the championship, but he's never getting a chance. Yeah. Curious won that one now. That was great for him, but uh... that there this is one of the bits that scares me. Whether it's Perisic, who isn't as quick, but he's very good footballer, or Sessignon, who's rapid. And they are not scared to let their wing-backs make a massive run in behind from deep. And that is the sort of thing that we are very vulnerable to. Yeah. And, you know, know, when you look at the options, it's the who they've got to either, wouldn't either go at goal or, you know, play it across to certainly Harry Kane in the middle. So, yeah. Could be Uh, fun. They'll either have two or three centre mids, depending on whether it's three five two or three four three. But if it's two, it'll be Hoiberg and Rodrigo Bentancur, who both they're both having good seasons. And Hoiberg has discovered this goal scoring touch out of nowhere, where he's just started popping up in really good positions. If it's a three, Eves Bissouma will play as well. That's three very good midfielders. Although they, yeah. which which is enough, they look they're lacking a bit of depth because they've only got skip afterwards. I thought they still had Harry Winks, but he actually left before transfer deadline day. Hmm. Without googling, KC, have you any idea where Harry Winks is? Oh no, I'm going to say somewhere in Turkey. No. Sampdoria. I had right. no idea. <laughs> had no idea that that's where. But yeah, uh, it's a good, it's a very good midfield three and. All three of them are playing uh, currently playing well, which and then yeah. yeah, two of two or three forwards. It'll either be Kane and Richarlison, or like Kane, Richarlison, Kulusevski, maybe Lucas Moura. They've also got Brian Hill, but I doubt he'll start. And mm. Son's injured. Well, you've always got to think about old Gill. Um. So nice. Uh. So. Who obviously Harry Kane is a great player and he's almost certainly going to score. But w- what about Spurs particularly worries you? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, d- I don't know, to be honest. Like, the it's it's a very good squad. It's 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 a bonus that Son's out, but Son's law for us that uh, Kulusevski is coming back right around this time. They're clearly the, there is the ability to get at them, but they're not. They're not the most formidable team. I mean, the fourth, and I still think we can get at them. Yeah, the fourth. I think we can get to, and also it's not like Spurs fans are pleased with how they're doing, really, because the like, results are sort of papering over some performances. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Champions League. They obviously left it. Scarily late against against Marseille, 
and they like, ended up winning the group. Yeah. <laughs> like, second half, I, I only saw the second half of, of their game against Liverpool. And honestly, if you if if they wouldn't have put the score in the top corner, you'd have thought Spurs were winning two or three nil. It was just wave after wave. Yeah, um, which is weird because I did watch the first half, and in the first half, it was all Liverpool and Spurs were awful. Yeah. Um, so first half went in two went in two nil down at half time against Bournemouth. Mm. Um, but you know they're a decent team. They score a lot of goals to Bournemouth. I'm not going to speak ill of them uh, and the chances they create or we allowed them to create one of them. Yeah, they also before that drew with Sporting in Champions League, got beat two one at home by Newcastle, and then last night they got beat in the League Cup two nil by Nottingham Forest. And I'm just having a look at their side. It's, forced, it's pretty for, much. Yeah. Forced to win goal. Back three, Davinson, Sanchez, Eric Dyer, Clement Longley. Right wing back Doherty, left wing back Sessegnon. Hoiberg, Bissouma and Skip in midfield. And then Kane and Perisic up front. Like, it's basically, other than in goal and Benton Co, it's a first team. They're yeah. really they're a bit weird at the minute, and you're just never sure what you're going to get out of them. So I mean, the, the, the like you say, the, the terrifying thing for us is that they've got wing backs who are going to who are going to get high up the field, get space in behind, and feed passes into Harry Kane. Yeah, <laughs> who are who I assume will relatively comfortably find some space in and around our penalty spot. Yeah. So. Um... <laughs> Yeah. As for us, uh, Nonto for Harrison, the only change? Yeah, given that Harrison played the full the full 90, you, you would assume that he is not playing or not starting this weekend anyway. Yeah, um, yeah I think other than that, you, you probably go back to what our starting lineup was against Bournemouth. Yeah. So Melier in goal, Christensen at right back, Cock and Cooper, Strauch at left back, Adams and Rocco in midfield. With then yeah, Nonto and Somerville wide, Allenson behind Rodrigo. Yeah. Yeah, I mean Rodrigo he keeps scoring. Um even games where he isn't playing well, he's scoring at the minute. Uh which leads us into our predictions and as bet. And I'll go in straight away because it makes sense. My bet is Rodrigo first goal at 10 to 1. Because mm-hmm. Skybet have enhanced it. And I could easily see us being up 1-0 at half time, having played well and Spurs been bad, and going on to lose 2-1, which is my score prediction. <laughs> um, I will go with, with my bet first of Tottenham to win each half and Harry Kane to score two two or more goals. That's a 10 to 1. Kane 2 plus. That's a 10 to 1. And uh, Spurs to win 3 1. 3 1. As it goes for the Wolves game, I did get two points because I did have us losing. But that was the only thing that we got right between us. Um, Please yeah, so... do not use us for betting tips. Oh no! Like it's just an extra thing for us to have between us. <laughs> do not. If I ever have an actual an actual betting tip, it will be on Twitter, and it won't be very often. It might be once a season. Uh, 
Yeah. And what it's more likely to be is, hey, this bookie hasn't noticed that Leeds have picked a really strong team for the under-21s. <laughs> Get them on the handicap. Yeah, because that happens a few times a year. Um, right. I think that that is everything we need to do. Another Saturday 3 o'clock game. It's becoming a habit. And then it's going to be... I don't like it, Jack. I want my traditional Sunday 2 o'clock kickoff. Yeah. Maybe 4. And it is going to be weird that like we're going to play that on a sat, just play that game, and then eight days later for opening game at World Cup. I said that to someone today, and in my head I just went, "It doesn't. No, you can't have the World Cup start the weekend after." <laughs> like, surely, do, do any fact? No, just straight in. Straight in. fine. Cool. Well, yeah, that will do as we'll be back at some point after the game. There'll be one next week where we'll probably just talk about this and then it becomes talking about the World Cup, I would assume. The mighty uh, world part. <laughs> ah, England playing white. Yeah. It's fine. Mostly. Most of the time. Yeah. Look, luckily, Casey, we don't, we don't make any money out of this, so it doesn't make us hypocrites. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> If we made money out of this, we'd have to give it to charity or something because it's in Qatar. But because we don't make any money, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I, would, I was. I'm tempted to ask if I can do an assembly at the school I work at about the World Cup next week, and someone looked looked at me, and I just went, "Not about the political situation. I think that might go over primary school children's heads." Yeah. Just, yeah, just, that... <laughs> just more the joy of football generally. Yeah, yeah, it's not a bad idea. But yeah, that will do us for episode 184 and we'll be back early next week, hopefully with a few more points on the board. So I've been Jack, see ya. I'm in KC, have a good one.